mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Dawson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? How do you, how do you, who are you pointing at? I'm Stop pointing to you, Pete. pointing for crying out loud. Uh, hello, yes, this is the Abroad Japan podcast. Um, Chris, I want to go to Japan and have the McDonald's butterscotch pie. What? It's a butterscotch pie instead of the apple pie and the mince pie and custard pie you occasionally get at Christmas uh, in the UK. Um, there's a there's a, a delicious butterscotch pie. Shit, sounds pretty. Only last week's episode did I say that I'm cutting down sugar for 2024. Yeah, that might be going out you the window pretty simply- fast. You simply have... I don't know what time it is there in Japan, and to be quite frank, I don't bloody care. You need, as soon as we... As soon as you, <laughs> you click stop, as soon as you close down the browser window and flap down your laptop, you need to be putting your little trainers on <laughs> and getting your feet on the streets to your nearest McDonald's to pick up a delicious butterscotch pie. And butterscotch, I don't think, is a thing that's really familiar to um, Japanese uh, populace. Um, and so I think McDonald's have spent quite a lot of time on, on television trying to explain butterscotch to... Um, to, to the Japanese. I guess, like, wordage-wise, I know what butterscotch tastes like. Um, it's like a word, word that's original, if you're from, from Britain. Mm. Um, but I, I don't really know what it is. Like a caramelly, fudgy, toffee kind of flavour, I suppose. It's just a caramel and it's butter, I suppose, isn't it? Oh, it's so good, though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's it just is like very nice. But, sweet I mean, butter. Yeah. Caramel, yeah. I guess, yeah. Okay. But like, but but the Japanese aren't really familiar with butterscotch, but they are now because they should the be. McDonald's pie has is now butterscotch, and like that's the thing about like the Americans get all the flavors of everything. Like they get every there's this uh, you walk into like any kind of shop and there are fifty three different kinds of pop soda. Uh, here we get about three. We get maybe three corks, a <laughs> couple of sprites, um, and because of the sugar tax, you can't buy full fat anything anymore. Um, and everything's sugar-free. Try to buy some lemonade to make some delicious Christmas snowballs over Christmas. Couldn't find any. Can't find I, any proper sugary lemonade anymore. I remember with America, the first time I went there when I was a kid, the first thing I noticed was how many flavours of Skittles there were. Because in the UK, yeah. it was like, you get one, one flavour. In America, yeah. it was like, all the flavours. There's ten flavours oh, of Skittles. Flavors. Oh, my God. You like flavours? Oh. We've got all <laughs> Oh my god! Do you, I don't know if you saw it. One of the most recent episodes of Journey Across Japan, I had to do an American accent for the whole day, and Charlotte had right. to do a British accent. 
you got to watch that. Yes. Charlotte yeah. I mean, is good. Well, in a good and a I, shit way. It's so funny. Yeah, Charlotte's I love you, Chris, accent. but your your accents are worse than mine. They are a No. In every, to, you do a no. good American Pete. You do a good American Pete, but that's all about his kind of... <laughs> I can do an all right American accent. The way accent. he delivers things. I, I can do it, but not that day. I was very cold. I was very tired. Right. I've been on the okay. road for like three weeks. I'm very cold. I'm very tired. <laughs> I need to go to bed. <laughs> and I had a cold, so I was very. I was even more nasal than usual. I got a cold. Usual. I need some uh, pseudoephedrine. This is illegal <laughs> in my country. I think you can make crank out of it. <laughs> Charlotte stole the show on that one. Charlotte stole the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, that was that was quite an episode. That was arduous. Uh, I mean, you you do have the power not to film these things. <laughs> I mean, you you pretend like it's this isn't very much your entire raison d'être to um, embarrass yourself in front of a lot of people. I mean, I I actually thought the episode wouldn't do that well because I thought people would bail at the sort of awkward cringiness of it all. <laughs> and actually, it's done really well. It's been one of the best performing episodes of of late, and um, it's done really well. Wow. People really enjoyed okay. it. And we're sort of besotted with Charlotte's weird accent, where it was like Emma Bunton, if someone had cut Emma Bunton's tongue out. <laughs> that was the closest description, I think. Have you met Emma Bunton, right? What a graphic image. I've met, You've met Emma, Emma Bunton. Yeah, she's a tiny Just... little girl. Tiny little girl. <laughs> whenever, nice. whenever, whenever, sort of pe- whenever people of our vintage, <clears throat> when we were kids, uh, would express a particular interest in, uh, in in a Spice Girl, you know, she was the um, best one. They, she was the best one. Yeah, Come exa- on, exactly. I just I just thought there's something something wrong with them a bit. <laughs> just I just think, why did you go for the baby one? So I'm just saying. No, I know you were a teenager. I know you were a child yourself, but I just sort of go, what's that about then? Why are you go for the baby one? She was the cute one. She was the cu- everyone else. She was the cute was one. Was a bit scary and loud and annoying. You're scared? Uh, what's wrong with sexuality, Chris? Why are you scared yeah. of strong women? Why not, do you want the babies? Rubbish. Not That's, strong. But that was what I thought at the time. I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, who was your favourite <clears throat> Vice Girl then? Clever Jerry, dogs. because she was womanly. <laughs> uh, Jerry was kind of cool. Yeah, she was kind of cool. She was kind of cool. Till she, she left the band. Cool. I'll never get over that. The band. Did she leave first? She did. She did yeah. leave first, didn't she? Yeah. Oh, no. Was it not Posh Spice? I thought Posh Spice. No, 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 it was Jerry. Jerry. Interesting. I was gutted. I was like eight, right. seven, seven, eight at the time. And I. Like the Spice Girls for whatever reason. I think they're on the radio a lot, and that was the first thing I heard. And I was very sad when when the party. I know. I'm, the thing that gets me is that, like, you know, I, I think even Jerry must have been even the spi- even the Spice Girls. <laughs> they must have known, like, this is this is like this is gonna nothing's as good as being in the Spice Girls. Surely. I thought- <laughs> No matter what I do, I, it, this never works. This never works. <laughs> I thought you were going to tie it into. I thought you, even the Spice Girls would like the McDonald's butterscotch pie. I thought you were going to do like some sort of weird segue <laughs> there. Just... I was expecting something weird, bizarre segue. Yes, I. I it's like a nah. member of the new power generation going. I don't. I, don't, I can't be asked to hang out with Prince. I can't be asked. <laughs> I'll. I'll go out on my own. Oh, I'm not as talented as Prince. Oh dear. <laughs> oh no. Oh, Never mind. Oh. oh dear. People. People hate me now. My. My new thing today is people hate me because Connor talked about the fucking tent experience on Trash Tape. The tent. The uh, Amazon tent basics on the tent. island. People say we were island. woefully underprepared. I was trying to kill everyone, and. Don't realise that we edited the episode to look a lot more sketchy than it was. Don't get me wrong, 
Very cold tent, very unpleasant, <laughs> very uncomfortable. Was it dangerous? No. We were next to a fire so big it could be seen from space. It would put fucking Chernobyl's nuclear reactor to shame. It was so hot. And at any point, mm. we'd, I, you know, I, was, I woke up shivering very cold. But if I felt it was in the danger zone, I would have got out and, you know, sat by the fire or even moved the tent closer to the fire. Um, everything else is fine. A, I saw, that's a chilling sentence, isn't it? <laughs> I'd have thrown myself. What's a on chilling the fire. sentence? Just gonna just gonna move the, the move the tent closer <laughs> to the. Uh... Oh, it's stuck to my skin. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think with anyone who creates stuff online, um, and and you know, I, I find it in certain parts of my my world. But I mean, yours, it, it's it's incredibly more um, uh, uh, clear and um, more acute. I think um, people have you know tribal affiliations when it comes to sort of content creation creators and stuff, and like. They, you know, and and sometimes like they can not understand um, uh, banter. They can't. They don't understand no, kind we, of um, we always um, get that. And theatrical kind of. Th- they, they they can't understand. Like they don't necessarily understand hamming stuff up for the cameras. You know, like we were in. I remember when we did that video in Kyoto, and the rain mm. was absolutely churching down. It was miserable and stuff. God, that was awful. And like yeah. at no point could I not have gone. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna have a coffee. Actually, I'm just gonna stop <laughs> this. I go, Chris. I'm gonna get a coffee. I'm cold. I'm wet. But you just do, you, you're doing it because it's all part of the adventure. It's all mm. part of the video, and there is a certain amount of hamming it up because you have to. It's entertainment at the end of the day for crying out loud. So you know, I would say, yeah, and and people do fret <laughs> and they want to they want to reach out and let the content creator know that they care about them and that they're thinking about them and also um, dovetail with a lot of outdoorsy people who have very strong opinions about um, outdoor wear and tents and the best way to do stuff there's a bit of um, nerdery about that as well there was I mean there was, I had to respond to this because it's like a PR nightmare it, to be fair it's only a, <laughs> weird, a sort of weird subset of Connor's audience stop freezing your friends who freeze your friends get with it. Chris Broad well, like, right. it, we, we edited it to make me look really bad. I gave the green mm. light to make me look like a dick, and the joke was that Connor was setting everything up and all this. Yeah. But it, it, it yeah. was... Edit, I mean, to be fair, he did do a fair <laughs> bit because I was filming a lot of it. But I, I set up a tent. I helped set. Th- I helped get all the stuff off the boat. Um, there's, like, a shot of me, like, on my phone while, like, Natsuki and Connor are setting up a tent. I wasn't, like, playing games. I was scripting the next few shots we had to get and things like that. <laughs> and I saw one comment say we had we, you know, were woefully underprepared. But if did you not see, like, the amount of stuff on the boat that we had to get on shore? Mm. There was enough food to probably see us through 10 days on that island. I think the, Look, the one thing... I know, you, I, you... I, know, I know the people who sort of help Chris out with this stuff, and Ian is the daddy. Uh, he's a grown man. He's not an idiot. He's the man who sort of helped. He wasn't on the island, though. He wasn't there. Was he not on the island? All right. <laughs> well, I, there, yeah, well I completely agree with everyone who's written everything. If you don't bring <laughs> Ian onto your island, you're ruin- you're you are ruining everything, Chris. Ruining Ian is it. so good. When we got frozen in our sleeping bags, um, he would have been like, "Okay, mate, I'll I'll make a sleeping bag out of bamboo and leaves." He would have done it, <laughs> but he wasn't he there. And I think the oh, one thing I, you know, you can sort of say, well, the sleeping bags were objectively shit, and that was not good. <laughs> we had a, a survival expert, and he did a great job on most things, but he did not bring appropriate sleeping bags, and I don't know why. <laughs> um, I, again, it, I don't think it was cold enough to be in any real danger. There was a fire there, but we were all very, very cold, and that was a bit shit. But mm. at no point was anyone's life in danger. 
I saw some comments like, you know, the beach wasn't safe. Ah, that was a pretty good beach. It was a good beach. There's, there was nothing there we had to worry about. The, we, had way, we had like A5 Wagyu beef for dinner, albeit butchered by Natsuki. I think Natsuki's salmonella food poisoning was a real fucking risk. Um, <laughs> and there were lots of other safeguards in place and whatnot. I, I, I think I, if I, because we rushed the video out, because Journey Across Japan, getting them out fast, in the edit, if if I had been able to watch over the video properly, and I don't think I watched over the video, we just posted it, I entrusted the editing team, who did an amazing job. Mm. I think if I had watched over it, I might have gone, oh, I should. I know I want to look bad and look like a dick, but this makes me look like a real dick. Uh, I think maybe we should have toned that down a little bit and shown some of the nice things that I did do. But again, oh, it was is part this of the comedy. Abroad Japan 2024 is going to be. Nice Abroad Japan. Taking care of your friends. Yeah. No weird weekends with Connor. You're going to be going to the, you're <laughs> going to be taking him to the best restaurants, uh, the best uh, suites in the best hotels. <laughs> well, I, I saw some comments like, oh, you know, I want to see you guys having fun on the island. I don't want to watch fun. Nobody wants to watch fun. We want to watch suffering and ridiculousness and Connor and Natsuki and I struggling. <laughs> I could do it. I could re-edit the whole thing <laughs> to make it look like a fun fucking holiday where it's boring and we're having fun. Like there's like three hours where we were singing and dancing and drinking beer around the campfire and having a laugh. Cut all that out because we wanted it to look yeah. like shit. And it kind of really taught me the power of editing because you can really shape the narrative so much with the editing, right? And we did it in a way that I think made it entertaining, but at the risk of my own my own uh, kind of PR suffering along the way. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> but if, uh, don't worry, we weren't in danger. It wasn't like a Ryotaro sheet where I genuinely was in danger the time he made me climb up a fucking cliff in jeans and a metal chain that was really slippery. <laughs> and if I'd let Remember go we- or lost grip, it, I just, it would have been death. I would have broken on my Remember back we- or would been dead. And that was shit. Yeah, but also, I mean, but also, like, you, you can't be liable for what other people are up to as well. You know, I, I would say that, like, when you took me to that um, a building that had been damaged in the uh, Tohoku um, earthquake, um, that obviously where it saved a lot of people because everyone climbed to the top. Yeah. I was climbing in walls. Yeah, you were a real liability. Hanging off buildings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a real liability. God, nightmare. Pete, like, climbed up, a, <laughs> climbed up a rusty ladder and we nearly lost him. <laughs> and it was awful, terrifying, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I think myself, Natsuki, Paul would all agree that it was very cold and awful. Mm. And, um, you know, it wasn't, I, obviously I wanted us to, to suffer a little bit, but not probably to the degree that we did. And that cold night when we didn't sleep. And then people are like, Connor and Chris clearly aren't friends anymore. Despite the fact that there were two videos that came out immediately after <laughs> where we're having fun and laughing about Jesus Christ's tomb being in our Oh, yeah. Very bizarre. People are odd and don't get things and don't understand and just sort of wish they'd unsub and just go and do yeah. something else. But I'm glad yeah. for the most part, most people got it. And uh, yeah, but that's, that's my little rant on that. But I'll have to go on trash taste at some point and defend myself from Connor's furious, furious ire. Uh, me, I, you know, I do feel bad though. We were very cold, and um, Connor was clearly very cold. But uh, Connor is cold. Content, isn't it? I'll take him. Connoriscold.com. I'll take Somebody him. Somebody set up Connoriscold.com and have a, a picture of Co- uh, Connor and the later. However many times <laughs> you click on his face, more icicles come off his face. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like as as a so I want to do like an apology video to Natsuki and Connor where I take them out <laughs> camping again and it's even worse than the last time. Camping let's in make a fucking it yeah, let's make it very clear. Natsuki Natsuki deserves it. Natsuki deserves <laughs> everything. <laughs>
I think we should go camping in an igloo in Hokkaido with only a soiled rag for coverage. Yes, and that'll be exactly. it. <laughs> My God. Well, what's our story of the week? We've got a listener story, Pete. Uh, you're going to do it this week. Take it away. I'm going to bash it through because it is um, filthy. Uh, and I like <laughs> filth. I like you filth. You, you put do. me in a filthy cave full of grot. Full of pornography, Chris, I'm there. Uh, hello, Chris and Pete. I'm Jared from Denver, Colorado. This summer I took a summer semester abroad uh, anthropology course in Japan. At 34 mm. years, it was my first time visiting Japan, and as part of my course there, uh, it involved uh, studying underground music scenes. So I was excited to check out the punk rock scene there. And if you've never sort of experienced like a punk band in, in Japan, oh my God, what an experience. They're just into it, man. It's just like, it's like goddamn CBGBs, like 1979. It's like just such good work there anyway um they uh, were searching out uh, this uh, from uh, listener uh, jared uh, basically uh, found a tokyo venue uh, heaven's door kept cropping up in all of the reviews from back mm. in the day so in uh, my second night in japan says jared i took the train to uh, sangenjaya with uh, a young classmate of mine he recently turned 21 uh, and had never been to a musical performance in his life and wanted to come along uh, and takes them to go to a punk show. They're crazy. Uh, I was expecting a rock show, but the first woman on stage had no instruments. Instead, picking up a microphone and playing karaoke tracks on a small boombox. I felt maybe I'd stumbled into an underground idol concert or some kind of open mic night. Still, at this point, I wasn't. It wasn't too weird. That was until the girl proceeded to take her blouse off while singing her second song. By the third song, she'd taken off all of her clothes and said she was going to give out Valentine's Day chocolate to the crowd. Despite the shock of what happened, the atmosphere was still rather happy, uh, so we both decided to stay and see what acts followed and where it went from there. Multiple other girls took the stage, each doing increasingly lewd acts. At one point, the uh, girls on stage pointed to my classmate and asked him his name, to which he replied, Christian. Uh, the girl laughed, thinking he said Christian, uh, and hopped off the stage to approach him with a very large, uh, and our producer David has uh, redacted, uh, imagine what you could approach a man with, or a woman with. It's it's a thing. It's a thing. It's long. It's a thing. I was starting to think we'd gone to some kind of underground fetish show instead of a concert, but then the next performer was more traditional, a girl playing an acoustic guitar. Thank the Lord for that. The headlining band, Baidoku, played energetic punk music, but eventually they also stripped down. Uh, the show ended with a wild finale involving a flashlight swinging drummer and a naked singer running through the crowd. To say it was the wildest show I have ever been to would be an understatement. And to this day, I'm not really sure what to make of the whole thing. I bought some merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bought some merchandise as souvenirs, including a DVD, buttons, stickers, and an art print. Uh, I even chatted with some of the performance, uh, performers and took some photos of them. It was an adventure to remember, and I've attached a few safe pictures for you to see. Jared, um, we can't show any of the pictures. Um, we can't read half of the email <laughs> as delivered. Uh, there was a full unreacted email uh, delivered uh, by David as well. Um, it gets even more crazy than that. We can't talk about it on the podcast, but it was pretty filthy stuff anyway. And, um, you know, it's... Have you ever sort of been to, like, a gig or a show or been to a place that gets a bit weirder than you were kind of expecting in Japan? Because I always think there's always the chance, Chris. Mm. I mean, that was the longest story I think we've ever had. And I'm not really sure but, what, I mean, you go what we learned from this story. You go to watch, well, you go into watch a punk rock show... Everyone gets naked. They're chasing each other around with um, uh, um, adult equipment, uh, and <laughs> and and then an actual punk show starts properly. And and like I think, you know, punk by its very nature is unpredictable. You know, people trying to shock and 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 astound and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, this sounds like absolutely insane stuff. 
It's like a night out, one of your nights out at Bar Rockaholic in Shibuya. One of my nights out, innit? Yeah, I mean, like, good, good, good God. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. There was a, the, the the unredacted emails was was pretty spicy, and uh, I'm, I'm a little bit annoyed that uh, producer David didn't include the uh, uh, the OneDrive link that, uh, <laughs> that Jared included with the oh pictures for crying out loud, David crying out loud I mean the closest thing I have to this is going out with teachers and watching them get drunk and do awful things you know right, I okay, saw yeah. some really weird shit when they were drunk um, sometimes they got naked and ran around at these like part work parties you saw like the yeah. most stern teacher just jumping up and down on a sofa at a karaoke place like a maniac or just doing just yeah weird stuff like <laughs> but I don't know if but this maybe, is a yeah just Maybe that's more a statement on the alcoholic power of on on Japanese folks, or certainly the teachers I work with. But yeah, I there's like um, I remember um, I remember when I was in uh, Korea and we went to mm. uh, Jeju, the little little island off the coast, like beautiful, stunning little island. Um, we went to um, what we thought was a, I mean, it was a nightclub. It, it was a big, big nightclub, but it was like the biggest place I've ever been to. It's massive hall, and. Um, we were ju- like we thought it was just a normal nightclub, but it was like it was a Tuesday night, so obviously nothing's really happening. But like this massive stage, this DJ sort of came down like it was like Las Vegas or something on a big like tray and started DJing and stuff. And then people go up and they have this like, tradition, I think, where if people are interested in you to have a chat to, you know, as, as nightclubs are, um, the the woman kind of gets dragged off by like staff, I think. Mm. to join certain groups, I think, and it's all part of it. And we were just watching it, we were going, this looks weird and bad and strange. And, <laughs> and uh, I think, like, stuff like that, like, things just don't translate, I think, um, in many ways. So that kind of culture. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I think uh, Japanese culture is very um, slapsticky and they, they, they love getting they love getting Billy Bollocksed. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly the colleagues I work with did. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe just some lads. Mm. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> did you know, according to a Japanese survey, done amongst high school students, it always mm. seems to go back to school somehow, doesn't it? It's always school. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Japanese high school students believe being rich is impossible in Japan, which is very much in stark contrast to America. People believe they can do anything. Mm. England, UK, guess we're in the middle of the road. Uh, yeah, I feel like in America, you feel like you can do anything. And I kind of like the American way of thinking. In the UK, if you have a dream, you get swatted down. And in Japan, they just don't really have dreams at all. I used to ask my students, like, what do you want to do? Uh, And they'd be like, office worker. Every time, office worker. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And Mm. you ask that to, like, American students. I want to be the president. I want to be an astronaut, a lawyer. I want to be the... It's an interesting aspect of the culture, but they believe... Apparently, to become rich is probably impossible. Uh, 600 first to third year high school students were surveyed and when asked if they think they can actually become rich, only 5% of respondents answered they really think so, while 15.2% said they think they think so to a certain extent. They were also asked how much they would need to earn a year to consider themselves rich. And the most common answer was $70,000, uh, about £55,000. And uh, that's, I mean... It's kind of sad, isn't it? I, I get social mobility in Japan is uh, definitely a bad thing, big issue. Like people just feel like they can't. Yeah. Once you've learned something, you, they feel like they just can't switch over to any other career. Can't sort of break out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would say that it, it. I'm I'm kind of glad that the kids don't feel the same pressure that I imagine um, young uh, Western kids do 
Um, bearing mm. in mind their entire world, they are kind of like bombarded um, by images of you know young people buying you know um, baguettes. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's you know, a fair like point. so so there's a lot. Like we genuinely think that. Like, people genuinely think that, that yeah, I'm going to be a millionaire. It's like, no one's a millionaire. Just no one is a millionaire. Like, like people just genuinely think they, they, they're going to they're gonna break out and they'll, they'll you know, do their blooming Amazon drop, drop shipping company or, <laughs> you know, their, 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 their app or whatever. And, and it just doesn't happen for, for, for 99.999999% of the people. I mean, mm. it's, it, that's just the way it is. And I, and I, broken dreams. And I'm kind of... I'm almost glad that kids um, over there don't have have that pressure. They obviously have. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, I mean that's interesting way of looking at it. Because I mean, because like me growing up, I I, I also look at the kid like my my partner's uh, um, nephew, I think niece and nephew. um, They're kind of growing up in a world where like he's down the gym all the time, and he's like. 19 and he's and he's right. just he's just left school and he's just constantly down the gym and he's like you know he's a stick stick of a lad but he's you know he's starting to get mr pump up and stuff and like <laughs> body image for, for for men obviously body image for women has, has, has always has always been there but like and maybe you know maybe redressing that balance is, is probably a good thing but like and maybe it'll settle down eventually but like the pressure of like kids having fucking abs and stuff like seems absolutely like the, mm. the, the the to have you've got to be muscular and you've got to be this and you've got to be driving the right cars and you're driving the right cars at such a young age and stuff it's your you know it's your it's your pants uh, equivalent you know, is like you can't be overweight right there's the pressure of not being overweight in japan yeah but i don't think it's necessarily i don't yeah i don't think it's necessarily um as 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 bad though is it it's not necessarily i mean they uh, you know a lot of a lot of people have quite sedentary kind of um lifestyles but i just think that you're right though it, there's not like pressure to to work that hard and and, and to and if and also to feel like a failure if you haven't got a a range rover or a, i don't know what land rover what what do people buy they seem to have them on lease they never buy them they're all on bloody lease anyway <laughs> um yeah they like they have that pressure to have the nice car and and the and, and the lifestyle and the holidays to Dubai and all of that mm. crap, man. It's just rubbish. Well, I suppose expectation, right? I think maybe a lot of anxiety and a lot of the bad stuff is rooted in sort of in the West expectations we have for ourselves because of mm. such characters, rich folks flaunting their wealth, driving fast cars, being douchebags. Yeah. I think, yeah, we expect that for ourselves. When we don't get there, it all leads downhill. Like I think a lot of the negative emotions people feel is often because their reality uh is very different to what they expected from it so yeah maybe i might become like a i might become like an andrew tate figure uh I think you teaching should. the kids yeah, how to teaching the kids to God. you know you don't need a you don't need a toy you don't need a uh a bugatti um a, a veyron uh what you need is to spend um two thousand pounds on um, importing a uh, a Toyota Century that uh, <laughs> turns up at Southampton uh, docks, uh, it doesn't work. Um, well, you, that's what you need to do. And, I'm and, ready. and then I can eventually sell it to one of them fucking idiots. <laughs> I'm ready for Pete Tate, the most ridiculous yes. role Pete model Tate. of the fucking yeah. century. My lord. But yeah, no, I do wonder. That's an interesting point, though. I, yeah. Students, that I, most of my students, maybe it's because it was in the countryside where dreams go to die. Uh, but yeah, most folks, most students I spoke to didn't. It was very rare to have a student who really aspired for something like what we would consider to be great. Bigger than you know. the, yeah. But then I suppose the when yeah. I was a high school student, seniors, like, I, I guess most people didn't know what they wanted to do either. If somebody asked no. me, I think I just said, ah, oh, film director or pilot or some shit, you know. Um, yeah. A few students I, I never, knew I, I, knew what they wanted I to do. I would just... I would just 
I, I just, I, I did, I, I don't know, I don't think I really had any idea what career I wanted, you know. Yeah, you I did. Doing certain things. Monkey but, man. You want to be a monkey zoo monkey keeper? Man. <laughs> did not want to be a monkey zoo Yeah, you keeper. did. I knew that for a fact, they'd get taken advantage of. Most every zookeeper you see is being taken advantage of because they love animals. Is that why and you gave up? Flip all. Is that why you gave up on your dream of being a monkey yeah, zookeeper? Exactly. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, oh I, I feel... I'm uh, sorry for the younger Japanese generations. Like it's always doom and gloom with the economy and the demographics, and you know mm. it. It must be tough being a youngster in Japan these days. Uh, the future, yeah, it, they don't do it. like Japan. Stable country, great country, love it. But I think the next twenty years are going to be quite tough because of the demographics, because of the fact that such a huge proportion of the population is over sixty-five. Um, mm. I just don't know how they can fix it. And even if they like have immigration galore to try and fill in the numbers, like it's just it's still not going to be enough. So yeah, it, it's 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 tough, I think. And I think being ri- the impossible dream of being rich, yeah, I get that. I never thought I would be financially successful when I was at school. Kind of hoped I would be, but I never knew how I'd get there. And um, you know, obviously, I'm blessed doing this that I do all right now. But I'd say my only advice is to the people I know who have actually been financially successful are very often well they're not the ones that are pursuing money or wealth they're pursuing something else and that then leads yeah. to it maybe um i suppose that's the same for both of us in some respects like we've done all right you you gave up your monkey zookeeper dreams <laughs> monkey dream <laughs> gave monkey up your dream. monkey dream and you became a, <laughs> a podcaster first of all a radio dj you know that's pretty yeah. cool never thought that would happen for you i suppose I became time. a performing monkey in many ways. You did. Someone would Still suggest. Are. Yeah. And um, <laughs> same for me, really. But um, yeah. Yeah. Love what you do. Don't pursue money. I think that's the best live, advice love, love. I can give. Just love what you do because that'll become a lot more easier. I, I, I stay up till 5 a.m. in the morning editing videos and it's horrible yeah. and I feel sick for days afterwards, but I enjoy it. And that's how I've stayed in when the, the game. Comments 10 come years. in. Criticizing you yeah. for not buying the right not kind so of good. tent. <laughs> yes, and it all goes downhill. It makes it all worthwhile. <laughs> My God. We're back in just a moment, guys. We have stories, comments, and questions in the facts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week for my listeners? Mr. Dawson, fill us in. Hello, Pondering Pete and Cantankerous Chris. I'm an amateur folklorist uh, from a from Yorkshire, uh, and I would love to know what your favourite folklore story is or traditional ceremony, Megan. I imagine like um, Japan's filled with folklore, isn't it, and kind of ghost stories and traditional kind of tales and that. Yeah, like I mean, only a video came out last month. I went to the uh, the most haunted inn in Japan. They have the Zashiwarashi, mm. like a young boy ghost. A uh, boy that like oh, died a thousand years ago, travelling around. Oh, dear. And um, it's kind of like a good story, though. Like in Japan, ghosts are often seen as like positive things, like like yeah. uh, you know, good luck spirits. Um, and that was kind of cool, like folklore like that. Um, it's said that he'll he like lives in the cupboard. This ghost boy lives in a cupboard. It's good. And if you see him, it brings good luck. Cupboard. Yeah, I like that. It's good. Chris put him in there for a video. <laughs> <laughs> like Matilda. I think she gets shoved in the cheeky. We've got, got one here from Andrew. It says, hello, Chris and Pete. Chris, I'm wondering what your proximity to places like South Korea, Vietnam, Thailand, Philippines, etc. Do you travel around Southeast Asia? I know it's called abroad in Japan, but you've posted Ooh. videos in the UK and USA. Have I? Am I posted it? I did, didn't I? Yeah, LA. Uh, will we see some abroad in Southeast Asia videos? Probably not anytime soon. I'm looking right. at doing some stuff overseas with Natsuki this year, though, um, so I won't rule it out. I'd like to do some stuff in Europe and North America with Natsuki, but um, yeah, I've never been to Southeast Asia. I would like to go to Thailand, Vietnam, and, and more. Whatever. And <laughs> Cambodia and Laos. Why not? Indonesia. And Indonesia. Malaysia, Throwing a cheeky bit of Malaysia and Indonesia. Uh, yeah. One last comment here from Adi uh, Ahiru Saru, which means duck plate. Uh, since Chris uh, did the jet program, was it enough to pay to live off uh, in Japan? Was the pay enough? When I converted to British pounds, there's absolutely no way it would cover the cost of living here in the UK. I've lived in Japan for a few months before studying abroad, and I feel like it wasn't very cheap. Eating out's really good value for money, but groceries and rent seem to get quite expensive. Um, yeah, I mean, when I when I first got here, the jet salary in pounds was about £28,000, which is pretty good starting salary. It's pretty great. And then hmm. they devalued the yen, and in one year... It went from twenty eight grand to like twenty grand, and it was ridiculous. I've never seen anything like it. Um, wasn't so fun paying off his student loan with a devalued currency. Alas, <laughs> living in Japan on the yen on the jet program salary, which I think worked out to something like two it must be like two thousand dollars a month or something. It was all right. I got by. I never really had that much money. But that's what credit cards were for. And I had the credit card <laughs> and that helped me through a little bit. But yeah, it was just about enough to break even and get by. Um, and I was right. one of the lucky ones, given my apartment was subsidised, very cheap. But um, mm. yeah, you get by. You get by on a jet salary. Um, a lot more than you can on most teachers' salaries in Japan, which are pretty low, fortunately, for foreign English teachers. Yeah, it's, it's either jet 
or go home, as far as I'm concerned. Because or, or don't don't go home. Just don't come to Japan. Don't go home. Because I don't lift. I just, yeah. I just don't <laughs> think it's going to be enough money. Jet salary was pretty favourable there, and I think to this day it's still fairly reasonable. Mm. But for what yeah. you have to I do. I don't. I mean, I guess I guess you kind of get sold a bit of a dream, and you. I think with with any dream, you sort of go. Oh, it'll be fine, won't it? And then you get there and you're like, oh, this isn't fine. I can't live here <laughs> yeah. properly. Exactly. <clears throat> and I was very, like, mm. there, was a, there was a girl who was in the same town as me and my accommodation cost $100 a month, right? And her accommodation was $800 a month. Whoa. Just because she got unlucky, she got the unsubsidized housing and she was yeah. gone after a year because she just couldn't justify the massive mm. expense and seeing like a third of her paycheck gone, so... Yeah, it's amazing how, you know, luck factors into the JET program. It really does, like where you end up. Everybody's mm. experience is different, as they say on JET. But now, it is time to retire to dinner, because I'm very hungry. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming into Abroad Japan podcast at gmail.com. I'm off now to get a butterscotch pie thing from McDonald's <laughs> yes. that Pete's raged Please about. Do. And uh, we'll see you later on the week. Guys, still over again, right back here on the Abroad Japan podcast. Bye for now. Have yourselves a bloody good week. Bye-bye. Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com